You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Jason T. Gaffney, uh, I have been kind of out of it this week. Has anything happened? Uh, Well, we elected our first female VP. What? Where was I? Oh my God, that sounds cool. If you're like, I was living in an emotional bunker the past week where I just didn't talk to anyone or do anything except wait for the news. How are you telling my story right now? (laughs) No, it has been actually, it's been hardly an emotional bunker. I have uh, actually been doom scrolling and then glee freshing and then doom scrolling again. That's where I've, that's where I am right now. Yesterday or a couple of days ago, I had a, I had a, a moment of, of, of an expansion of my soul. And so I reached out to some people from high school and family members and stuff who are MAGA people and re-added them on Facebook. And uh, I'm regretting it a little bit, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, you can still mute them. Oh, right. I forgot about that. There's You can do things that are less extreme than the complete block and unfollow, I guess, unfriend. I'll try that maybe going forward. Maybe that's my concession to the moving forward. <laughs> yeah, so it's been quite a week here. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, hung in there with us last week. We were too busy to do a, well, specifically Jason was too busy to do a full episode last week because he was securing our democracy. Yes. It's going to be a couple months till we find out exactly if that worked or not. (laughs) But we are here at the bright side. Very, very excited that we will hopefully have a new president and vice president and regime installed here coming up. Yes. I still have faith that that will happen. So that's exciting. (laughs) The moral of the story is let's not elect idiots into office in the future. Hmm. And then we won't have to worry about peaceful transfer of power because that's what this country was run on and founded on. And I mean, it was a violent revolutionary war first, but once we got. But after that, after that, sure. Yeah. And after the civil war thing, after that, after that, we've been golden. It's been a golden era of at the, like, even in the civil war, like presidents just went on. Like, you know, if you lost, you fucking lost. And that's, you recognized it, you know? So, you know, anybody who is a fan of community, I believe as you might, that we are living in the darkest timeline. So maybe, maybe we can get on a better course here. I'd love it. I sure hope so. Which does lead us to the bright spot. <laughs> Maybe ironically, because it's a it's I know, especially right now, it's hard to be looking at the news because, you know, you think you win and then this other thing is going on that's just so difficult to wrap your head around. It's been so hard for me. And after this incredible moment of joy when we saw who the president was going to be, has come this moment of uncertainty. And like even more shame in my country. That's what I've been dealing with right now. But the bright spot for me is Saturday afternoon after the news that Joe Biden was going to win the election came out. I'm just trying to project all of our listeners back into that moment and try to stay there. Remember the dancing in the streets. Remember the honking. Remember that. Remember that. 
And that is the bright spot this week because the best thing that has happened this week was the spontaneous joy that broke out across this entire country when we knew that it was going to be a different president. Yes. That's the bright spot. I love it. And even though it's really hard to hold on to that idea sometimes right now, remember that. That's where I'm going back to in my mind to try to feel better. I love that. And I still have faith in this country that that is going to be our future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's still plenty of work for us to do in this country. We have to make the world better and and this nation better for everybody. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it. We're going to, it's going to be frustrating at times, but there's plenty of people who want the best for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. And don't forget that they are better armed, but there are more of us than there are of them. (laughs) Don't forget. (laughs) All right. So uh, that's my quick little bright spot this week. And beyond current events, let's get into something else. Let's talk about something else, because I think that we as others might need a little bit of escapism right now. So, Jason, tell me about something else. Yes. Okay. All right. So we've got kind of a weird one today. Good. And I want you all to just bear with us. Great. I'm here for weird. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Suds. Suds, okay. Mm-hmm. Wax and dry. <laughs> okay. Car washes is where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Whose face is that? Um, It's about a haunted car wash. That's right. Yeah, not. We're going to talk about the infamous time that a hit and run would lead to a mishap in a Montana car wash. Okay. All right. Bring that on. Bring that on. But before we jump into the story, let's learn a little bit about the history of the automatic car wash, shall we? Sure, why not? Absolutely. So the very first semi-automatic car wash would start operation in 1946. Okay. That's about when I had my first semi, too. (laughs) It would would use automatic pulley systems and manual brushing and would make its debut in none other than Detroit, Michigan. Wow. A marvel. This semi-automatic car wash was not the first type of car wash. Okay. In 1914, there was a car wash operation, but rather than having a machine move your car, people would have to move it from station to station. Very wet people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The car wash people. (laughs) Like carnies. Maybe they were also called carnies. They could be. Yeah. He's a carny. Oh, (laughs) carnival. No, a car wash. Oh. (laughs) More stable. (laughs) Where it stays in one place. Is he a good carny or a bad carny? All carnies are bad carnies. You should know that. It's like the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Are you a good witch or a bad witch? (laughs) I would figure the one that lives in one location is like the good carny. I'm a good carny. I wash your car. (laughs) And I'm ripped because I have to fucking move your one ton vehicle with my body. Look at me in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Look at my moist body. Run to me like in the notebook. (laughs) So, as you can imagine, not having to push a car from station to station helped speed up the process and made for a fun time for those in the car, right? Sure. They're like, whoa, I'm in a car that's getting washed. That must have been so exciting. Eventually, a man named Dan Hanna would open up his own car wash operation in Oregon called Rub-A-Dub. Oh, okay. Rub-A-Dub. By 1957, there would be 31 Rub-A-Dubs around America. Mm. I don't know what it is, but the way you're saying that is making me rub something else. (laughs) Rub-a-dub. It's 
<laughs> Over the next few decades, Dan Hanna would invent all sorts of car wash staples to make the car wash uh, even better, such as the wraparound brush. Oh my God. This is, how did this become so sexual? Multiple tire washing techniques and a water recirculating system. If you say undercarriage, I'm going to come. <laughs> they do have a uh, car wash where they lift your car to wash the underneath. Uh, uh. <laughs> so Hold on. I gonna... need a moment. <laughs> Good thing I'm in my bathroom. I have these towels. So many towels. <laughs> um, I'm going to pretend that Dan Hanna wanted to save water by recycling and not that it was all about like saving money. But basically, they did that to save money. They're like, we're going to reuse the water. And then we won't need to use extra water, and that costs less. still pretty gross to use dirty water to wash the next car and the next car. So you want to get there early, is what you're saying. Well, they filtered it, and it's soapy water, so it's very clean. All right. It's sterile, whatever it is. It may have dirt on it, but it's sterile. Okay. So in the 1970s, things would get tough for car wash people because of the gas prices skyrocketing. So like the, the gas prices went up. And all the car wash folks would be like, there's less people coming because people were driving less. They're like, I'm not driving. It's expensive. So you you just have less disposable income because you're spending $300 to fill your car up. So who cares about it being clean? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Dan Hanna's company would still invent the automatic wheel cleaner and the polish and wax oh. during this time. Okay. We're getting back they into it. They were like, it's going to be fine. Okay. We're going to make things waxy. Oh, fuck. Yes. Um, Wax on, so, and Kevin, wax off. Okay. <laughs> so, as I'm sure you guessed it, there's not only automatic car washes, but they're also self-serve. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, I've seen all these categories of videos. Or the classic bikini car wash. Shit, man. Did you did you know how sexual this was when you started talking about it? Good, because no, I just I wrote this really quickly yesterday. Is it me? Am I just horny? What is going on? It's just me, isn't it? No, I hear it now when I say it out loud. <laughs> so talk about the wax and the bikini again. <laughs> so basically, you know, like self serve, self explanatory. It's when you serve yourself, sure, and you're clean your. Yeah, And then the bikini is the one where people wear a bikini and you sit in your car and have someone with a bikini washing your car. Wonderful idea. Mostly good for a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Generally, that's what they do it for. Mm -hmm. So our misadventure would take place in one of the automatic car washes. Okay. I forgot that we're talking about a specific event because I'm just, you know, I'm dripping by now. But go ahead. (laughs) You're going to need a lot of electrolytes. (laughs) All right. So, in a super car wash in Livingston, Montana, is where our story takes place, to be exact. All right. On September 30th, 2013, Kimberly Kriege would drive to the super car wash to wash her car. All right. It's a normal day so far. So, every article mentioned that she's a veterinarian. I want to give Kimberly a shout out for being smart and the hero of this story. Oh, okay. Good. It's good to lay that out right ahead of time so I know not to make fun of her too much. So she's in the car wash and enjoying it when she looks over and saw what happened to be part of a man's face on the floor of the wash bay. No. 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 So, And if this ends up being an actual part of a man's face, I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> she immediately freaked out sure. and called the police and reported the piece of the dead man. Okay. So whose face is that was pretty literal. <laughs> <laughs> 
The police showed up and immediately decided Kimberly must be responsible for the murder of the dead man, claiming that she obviously killed him in a hit and run and then used the car wash to clear away the evidence. Whoa, that is a stretch, I feel. They had her car impounded. They brought her into the station and demanded a blood sample from her. Okay. So They're like, you a... have to give us all this stuff. So is there literally, what was found, what remains of a person were in the car wash? Part of a man's face. That's it? Part of a face? No skull? No other parts of a person? Part of a man's face that got sheared off? Yep. <laughs> so, as I told you, Kimberly is our story's hero, and she did not kill that man. She didn't do it. She didn't do it, people. She didn't do it. In fact, who was that man? Who was that man? I'd like to shake his hand, but he doesn't have one because he's just half a face. <laughs> I don't know what that song is, but I loved it. (laughs) It's an old song. It was from around the time I got my first semi. That man was none other than 81-year-old L.G. Bedford from Alaska. The man on the floor? Yes. Okay. He had been on his way south to visit his kids and grandkids in Paris, Texas. Okay. When something happened to his car, sending it off the road. As a result, he was forced out of the car and to walk along the Interstate 90. Okay. So he's like walking along the road, the highway, he's right? an 81-year-old man walking along the highway, okay? Yeah. Well, one thing led to another, and a semi-truck would run LG Bedford over and kill him. There are so many uses of the word semi. Yes. Today. A lot of semis. Mm-hmm. So the driver was none other than David Welk. Okay a truck driver who worked for CRST Expedited. Okay, I don't know if we need to put them on blast, but sure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Welk initially kept driving after hitting the man. So he totally knew he hit him. He knew he hit something, Mm. but Welk had a co-driver whose name couldn't be found. I couldn't find it in any of the articles. Was it God? Um, Was God his co-pilot? No, it was not. Jesus? It was an actual person. No, it wasn't Jesus. (laughs) It was not a dog either. It was an actual, it was a human being. All right. Well, none of the bumper stickers prepared me for this. Okay. Co-driver who, whose name could not be found. Co-driver, take the wheel. Um, he, but the co-driver is like, we need to go back and see what you hit. Cause like you hit something. Okay. So he did. And when Wilk got out of the truck, he would go look at the dead body, but would tell the co-driver that it was just a duffel bag and some clothing. Oh my God. All right. This guy's a psychopath. That's fun. After leaving the dead body and not reporting it, other drivers would drive over the remains not knowing that it was a dead body because it just looked like a pile of clothing, and it caused the body to become unrecognizable. Oh my god. So there's just a line of people running over this poor man over and (laughs) over and over again, and you're laughing about it? (laughs) Who's the real psychopath? It's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for this lighthearted moment. So another another woman, 30-year-old Ryan Young, who spelled W-R-Y-A-N, so it's like fancy Ryan. W-R, oh. Yeah, would be one of the other people who would drive over LG's body and would rip off a piece of the man's face on the bottom of her truck. How, uh, how do they know this to this kind of specificity that it was... Well, I guess because she went to a car wash later. (laughs) She would then go to the super car wash shortly before Kimberly, and the face would wash off into the car wash. Uh, uh. 
eventually the investigators would let Kimberly go and would arrest Ryan for the hit and run because they're like, you obviously did it. Right. Sure. They didn't know about the 75 other people. They would eventually find out that Welk had done it, however, when his co-driver would report him to the authorities. Well, well done, co-driver. Quote from the MontanaStandard.com, quote, Welk reported to CRST's mechanics that he had hit a hawk taking out one of the truck's headlights. His co-driver felt uneasy about the incident, and after investigating accidents in the Big Timber area, he reported Welk to the authorities, end quote. So basically, he did some research, found out that they found a dead person, yeah. and he's like, oh my god, we fucking ran we over a human that being. person, sure. I would like to revise who's the hero of this story. Who is it? Co-driver is the hero of this story. Co-driver and Kimberly, because Kimberly could have just not reported the half a face. I don't know that you could not report half a face in a parking in a, in a, in a car wash. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, I'm a city person and I'm jaded, but I don't know. <laughs> so eventually, Welk would be arrested and charged with a hit and run. Sure. Well, sure. CRST would eventually get involved with a lawsuit involving Jane Bedford, who was the representative of LG's estate. And Ryan Young, who was mad about being accused, also got involved. Oh, but Kimberly never brought it up. Oh, we'll get there. Oh. Quote from MontanaStandard.com, quote, In the document, the authorities argue LG Bedford was negligent for walking down the middle of I-90 at night, and the negligence caused or contributed to his death. So the, the lawyers for CRST argue that. Oh, a little bit of victim blaming here. Sure. Yeah. They then said Young, Ryan Young was uh, said to be negligent for leaving the scene and attempting to conceal evidence of the of the wreck. And I'm like, there was no, she wasn't there at the wreck. She just drove over the dead, like, and then she went to a car wash. Like, no. I don't know about this Ryan Young, because I don't know how you feel the need to go and get a car wash without knowing that there's part of a face on your car. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. But, but, so Kimberly would also end up suing CRST for emotional distress along with lost income, medical expenses due to extreme emotional damages, mm-hmm. and negligence. Yeah, because I, they didn't... I'm considering yeah. a lawsuit myself just hearing this. <laughs> quote from TheIndependent.com, quote, She said Welk should have called the police instead of leaving the body on the highway, knowing that someone could be held responsible for the hit-and-run death. I doubt he was thinking so far ahead. It was probably a little more along the lines of, oh, fuck, my life is ruined, if they know about this. Well, they actually, you know, so we'll get there. So Ryan Young would have all the charges against her drop as when she ran over the body, it looked just like a pile of clothing. Like they were like, yeah, there's no way she would have known. It really did look like other people saw it. It was mangled beyond any sort of knowledge. Huh. Like, All right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Welk, however, was given a six-year suspended sentence for knowingly being involved in a hit and run. One year was shaved off for time spent in prison awaiting his trial. Suspended? Yeah. So basically, they were like, if you had reported this, you probably would have gotten away with nothing. It would have just been like an unfortunate accident because you weren't planning to hit a guy on the side of the highway. Yeah. But because you ran, that's part of the problem. That is that is the entire problem, I would say. You know, it, it's yeah. a big part of the problem. Like, oh my God. Suspended. Wow. Oh, he was white. Got it. He was white. Oh, look at that. I wasn't able to find out if Kimberly was compensated for her emotional damages and stuff. None of the articles mentioned that. 
I'm hoping she got something. I, I'm betting that there's some sort of insurance that the trucking company had that they were able to utilize. Mm-hmm. I want to start a Kickstarter for her. <laughs> she may have already been compensated. Well, then it'll be for me. I'll just steal it. <laughs> I feel like that is fraud. Uh, yeah, tomato, tomato. So what is the bright side? Oh, wow. I uh, um, There isn't one. Ha ha. Trick question. <laughs> there isn't one. First justice did prevail oh sure i remember we always have a bright side i forgot this week has been hard yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean at the end of the day the people reported the way they needed to to get the actual killer arrested mm-hmm. and even though it was not an intentional killing it was like you killed a guy you gotta own up and also the arrest happy cops didn't end up arresting and convicting the wrong person they just arrested a whole bunch they of arrested people. a lot of people did you look at me funny? You're arrested. I wasn't even in the car wash. You obviously killed him. What is that in your backseat? It's a Halloween mask. Is that the other half of the man? It's a Halloween mask. Yeah, it's a good thing this didn't happen around Halloween because maybe then Kimberly wouldn't have even mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, I. it's weird to see anything in a car wash that isn't a car. Any part of a human that isn't attached to an entire human is not something you want to see in a car wash. Right. Yeah. As a general rule, that's just to help people moving forward. Yeah. PSA. If you see something, do say something. If you see part of something, say something. Yeah. <laughs> and and to the cops out there listening, I know a lot of you are wonderful, but like, don't just arrest the first person you see. Like, do a little more research. Sure. Just because I saw half a person's face doesn't mean I killed that person. Well, like, with all due respect... What kind of criminal is going to be that stupid to go to a car? Like, if you're smart enough to go to a car wash to try to get rid of the right, evidence. Right, you're smart enough to leave that car wash and, and be done with it. And not call them. <laughs> like, that right there That's is true. like, oh, she didn't do it. I hit like, a guy. I left part of, I, I left the evidence that would be required to know that I hit that person in this place where I'm calling to tell you about? No. When the other thing also is, neither Kimberly nor... Ryan's cars were damaged. If you hit a person to kill them to the point where their face is ripped off, mm. your car will be fucked up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the fact that they impounded the car, it's like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to spend the rest of the day not thinking about how the face came off and where it was the whole time she was driving into the car wash. So please start talking. <laughs> I I can't help you. Oh, That's too late. Be... Too late. It's in there. Nightmare fodder for quite a while. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you know what? You know what? You killed the boner. Great job. So I appreciate that. I was horny. This is really, really killed it. <laughs> So that's a bright side because, you know, I have work to do and I can't be distracted by all this horniness. I do want to say, though, like, please don't just walk on the side of the highway if you can avoid it. Like, get yourself a cell phone. Like, have make sure your phone is charged so that if you get stranded on the side of a road, hopefully you can call someone. Yeah. Have a road flare. Road flares are great Mm -hmm. for safety. Walk around with it. Yeah. If you have to walk down the middle of a highway at night, carry a flare. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Not that hard. So, any more bright sides? No, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) I love that. Oh, God, I love it. Well, all right. Well, back to real life. 
and uh, hope that this has been this has helped take your mind off the terrible things that can happen in the world. <laughs> I love this topic so much, Jason, because it really shows where your head's been. <laughs> well, at least at least it's been on your body. <laughs> yes. My face is fully on my body. I'm just going to go out there. And now you're taunting the dead guy? Cool. <laughs> Fuck you, half a face. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you for this. Um, good luck, everybody. Get back to this crazy week. And thanks for joining us for this today. Jason, I'll see you next week. And uh, Yes, you know, we love you all. We love you, and we thank you so much. And uh, don't just keep the faith, but spread it. Yes. Bye. Bye. There's a face in the car wash, dear Liza, dear Liza. <laughs> we hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Brightside K&J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.